Tuesday, August 31st. 2021, and this is the Talk Film Society podcast. I am your host, Marcelo Pico, editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society, here to introduce another great episode, in my opinion, of the podcast. Uh, On this episode, I'm talking with two great guests about two great movies. Those two movies are The Green Knight and Annette, and the two guests are Sarah Sorrentino and Callie Smith. Um, Of course, Sarah Sorrentino, co-host of Sequels, uh, editor-in-chief of FilmCred, and Callie Smith, host of Igniting the Spark, and also writer for Talk Film Society. Uh, And yeah, I was happy that they agreed to talk about these two movies um, individually. Uh, Well, so the first segment is The Green Knight. Uh, Sarah and Callie are on that uh, with me to talk about that movie. And then it's just me and Callie for the next segment where we talk about Annette. So that's the layout. That's the plan. Uh, I mean, it, it already happened. It's it's. I recorded this about you know a week and a half ago. So now you get to enjoy it um, here today. Uh, hope everybody's doing well. As of this recording, uh, I'm still in my life going through changes. But like I said in the last episode, I hope that uh, I still have time. Uh, I might, I actually don't know. I might have more time or I might have less time to release podcasts. So we'll find out in the next few weeks. But for now, uh, enjoy this. I'm going to, again, uh, like I said before, I'm going to try to do more of these. Try to do more uh, recent film talk. And also I got to get back to the top 25 uh, lists um, that I ask of, of my guests. Uh, I have at least one recorded, ready to go. That'll possibly be coming down next week. Um, then after that, yeah, I, I gotta still ask people, uh, if you're listening to this and I know you, (laughs) if we follow each other on Twitter, or if you've been a guest on the podcast and haven't done the top 25, uh, uh, of all time list, your personal list on the show, I might get in touch with you. Uh, you, you never know, but yeah, uh, that's still going on. Oh, and you can vote for that. This is not one of those episodes where we talk about somebody's top 25 of all time, but I should bring it up more. Uh, the voting is still happening for the Talk Film Society 100, the TFS 100, where Talk Film Society gathers up all these votes uh, from our guests here on the podcast and from the readers and listeners uh, of our site. Uh, you get to fill out this form uh, over at talkfilmsociety.com slash TFS 100, TFS 100. Go there, fill out the form, tell us your top 25, well, count up all the votes and release uh, a, 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 a cumulative, cumulative, I can't say that word, can't say any word, uh, a list of our top 100, uh, according to all of us. So yes, uh, that's still happening. Uh, the, end, the voting was supposed to end last month, oh, sorry, in August, uh, this past month. But uh, I extended it out because I don't know. I feel like we could we could drag this on for a few more weeks and maybe months, uh, maybe leading towards um, the Talk from Society fifth anniversary. So who knows? And that's in November, by the way. But yeah, right now no official deadline for that. So you still have time, and I still have time to uh, uh, you know get these episodes out with great guests discussing their personal uh, top twenty-five of all time. And you ha- if you haven't listened to those episodes that I've already released on the Talk from Society podcast uh feed go back and listen to great guests like sarah sorrentino like you'll yeah yeah you know her you're gonna listen to her in a bit 
uh, also uh, David Giannini, uh, Manish Mathur, um, uh, Greg Mucci. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're great. The episodes were great. I can't wait to record more. Uh, but yeah, that's down the down the line here. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's enough of me. Uh, oh, I guess more plugs. Uh, Patreon.com slash TalkFilmSociety. Hoping to get more stuff on there soon. Uh, but and also if you've you're if you're already a Patreon subscriber, thank you so much. It helps a lot. Trust me, it does. Um, and yeah, of course, talk from SOC on Twitter. Um, and yeah, that that should be enough plugs. I'm trying to think of anything else uh, to bring up. I think that's it. Um, again, great guests, great movies. Uh, this is how it should be on the podcast, um, especially one that I host and produce um i'd rather not talk about bad movies so um that the format won't change in that regard i'll never focus so much attention on a bad movie and luckily hey so far in the year 2021 uh most uh new releases or most most of the ones i've seen in theaters anyway have been pretty good uh even the night house i like the night house a lot if i could find somebody to talk about the night house Starring Rebecca Hall, uh, I I would gladly talk about it on the show, and I would recommend it to anybody uh, listening. Uh, if you are one of those people who are being safe about going out to see a movie, I recommend go see The Night House if it's still playing. Um, that's something I just saw recently, and I was like, kind of surprised by. Even Free Guy, Free Guy is something uh, that I would also recommend if if you're so inclined to go out to a theater because that surprisingly has a lot of things that i i found fascinating and unexpected in a big summer blockbuster but yes you have two choices there right away the night house and free guy go see in the theater and i might find somebody to talk about um uh, those movies with but we'll see uh but yeah that's enough of me oh i should say uh there are spoilers in each segment for each movie for the green knight and annette um and I recommend going in uh, cold, going in not knowing as much as possible before watching each movie, but that's just me. If you want to just listen to uh, our conversations uh, without having seen the movie, then go ahead. They're great conversations, but we do spoil certain things, certain surprises uh, in each movie. Uh, But yeah, uh, both movies are streaming currently. The Green Knight is available to stream uh, to rent I believe, as of this recording, uh, on all digital platforms, and Annette is on Amazon Prime. So there you go, options. And also, they're also apparently still playing theatrically, which is great. Um, I would recommend that, seeing each movie, uh, The Green Net and Annette, theatrically. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's enough of me. That was just your spoiler warning for the episode. Uh, but yeah, again, if you don't care, keep playing. But if you do care, watch the movies come back. But yeah, that's it. Um, Hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, First segment, again, me, Callie, and Sarah discussing The Green Knight. In the second segment, it's me and Callie discussing Annette. Uh, That's it. Please enjoy. So you all keep recording. It's fine. Okay, I've fixed the problem. I was like, what the fuck's going on? All right. 
Hello. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, I hate this. <laughs> I have to do this again. And <laughs> has to feel, has to seem like it's the first time. <clears throat> Hello, Sarah Sorrentino. Hi. Hi, Marcelo. <laughs> How are you? Amazing. Hello, Callie Smith. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? I am doing okay. There we hey, go. we're here to talk about movies, so yes. pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> we're here to talk about movies, and no, this is the this is absolutely the first time I'm doing this. Did not have to <laughs> do this again. Uh, not make it seem awkward at all. But yes, we're here to talk about as I said in the intro, which I'll record later on. Uh, yeah, mostly uh, here in the beginning, up top, the Green Knight. Uh, that's the main focus in this first segment, and then the next segment, uh, Annette. So those two movies are the big movies we're talking about on this episode of the Talk Film Society podcast. And of course, when I went into the Discord, uh, asking for for people to be on the show, pleading people, begging people on my hands and knees, please be on my show for the love of God. Somebody talk to me. Um, uh, I was like, hey, let's do like a group episode, and I got uh, yeah, uh, not necessarily like a huge group episode, but breaking it you know, uh, uh, down to a few episodes over the next few weeks, talk about these movies that came out. Cause it's been a lot of good movies in my opinion. And one of those being the green Knight. And when I asked the question in discord, who wants to be on the show? I think Sarah Sorrentino was the first one who piped in and said, Hey, I could talk about the green Knight, Right, Sarah. Yep. It's the only yeah. thing I'm qualified to do these days. <laughs> talk about the green Knight. Um, <laughs> it's all I've got. I, I think you were on our friend uh, Diego show, uh, the Waffle Press, talking about the Green Knight. Uh, am I, that am wasn't I, me. Am I correct in that assumption? No. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was me. Okay, good. I uh, just want—you're <laughs> not on trial here, but I just want to get the facts clear. Um, no, yeah. I'm doing anti-improv. <laughs> just no. It's no Shut but. It down. Um, so. <laughs> I just, I, I just want to be up front and, and say, I've not listened to that episode, Sarah. I yeah. apologize. Uh, I, know okay. you, I, I know you brought it up a, a few days ago, weeks ago, whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, I saw that tweet. But I never bothered to click on it. So I don't I know. I don't listen to any of your podcasts, Marcelo. Not a single one. <laughs> so I, so if, if I ask you something or if you repeat yourself if either one of us just overlaps with whatever happened on the waffle press episode which i highly recommend diego is great um then my apologies uh so uh and also feel free to repeat yourself sarah because i have no idea what you said before um but thank you <laughs> so <laughs> uh, and then and then we'll also get to why exactly the green knight is your thing um and Callie, uh, let's let uh, before we get into Sarah's obsession with things. Uh, why don't we start with Callie and talk about your thoughts, your feelings going into the Green Knight, and your first impressions of the movie? Um. Well, I watched the Green Knight. I um did that first thing on like a Saturday, which is a real kind of intense way to kick off your weekend. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I didn't know what to kind of expect of this because the advertising campaign, I don't know. It felt very like a 24 was almost trying to make this into like, they're like blockbuster or something, right? Like, ah, come see this like 
castle and knights movie and everything and i was sitting there going but it's a david lorry joint like it can't be it can't quite be what i feel like y'all are trying to set it up to be and uh yeah it's definitely a david lorry joint you know kind of slow quiet contemplative um but it also rules for being all those things um and you know i really enjoyed how weird it gets because a lot of people i feel like don't commit to how weird Arthur stories are, Arthurian legends and everything. Um, but yeah, it, it and it definitely, I felt like um, it had been too long since I had heard the old um, story of Gowan and the Green Knight. So I, there were moments I felt a little lost, not gonna lie. But uh, overall though, I had such a, I was glued to that screen the second the movie started. It's just such a captivating movie immediately that even if I feel felt a little lost, I was still just like glued to it and fascinated by everything I was seeing. So it was it was a great movie experience. It was it's always nice to be back in the theaters these days after everything. Um, <laughs> And, you know, with the current state of things, (laughs) we are headed back into quarantine probably. So yeah, it was, it was, it was great. What did, how, how did you feel about it, Marcelo? Oh, me? I mean, thank you. Somebody finally asks me a question on the show. (laughs) Um, I, I was like enraptured by it from almost the start. Um, It's crazy to think when I'm going to start with kind of a criticism here at the beginning, but I don't mean it as 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 much um, as I think about it in my head now. It's, I mean, when when it starts, it felt very twenty four, and like it felt very much like oh, this is like if anything, this further further proves like their like aesthetic kind of carries over into like each film they make in in a way, and but it it pushed past that. As it went forward, especially at the very end, which I want to touch on, not really spoil, but what it does eventually is, like, oh, this, I can see why A24 really pushes or really pushed this movie um, and why they waited like a full year uh, for it to come out theatrically. Um, but yeah, it's it's striking in the way I don't see a lot of films like are uh, modernly made, period. Like n- nobody makes movies like this anymore. I think to, to your point, Callie. It, yeah. was, it was refreshing to see uh, David Lore, a, a filmmaker who I respect, who I like, make a movie this great. It's like, yeah, I, I knew from seeing like uh, uh, his other movies, Ghost Story, um, you know, even Peach Dragon. Like, yeah, he, he's always been a favorite of mine. And this one just further proves like, oh, he has this in him too. Like he has, he has like the sci-fi, this, not sci-fi, sorry, this fantasy epic up his sleeve that he could make too so yeah i very much liked it um what about you sarah first off like what 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 drew you to see the green knight i feel like you're asking me pointed (laughs) questions yes um, (laughs) uh you want me to say deb patel and it's true it's true deb patel's hot but also (laughs) i am really into um like mythology always have been uh, but at the same time, I was I was going to ask you a question, Marcelo. Oh. Did you read the poem? See, I was going to bring that up too. I am not at all. Um, I don't. It, 
I do remember reading some of these, but it's been so many years, I just do not recall. It's like, they're basically um, all new to me. So I, I'm very much unfamiliar, I'll say at this point, with uh, these these stories that this movie is based on. I've never read the poem. No, there I didn't go. know anything about it. Yeah. I know about King Arthur, and I read almost every like fiction book I could read about Morgan Le Fay in the young adults section as a, a kid. Um... And then I also like own a lot of like mythology books, but uh, no, don't know anything about them. Uh, never heard of them. Sounds great though. <laughs> uh, so I didn't know what this was about at all. I just knew King Arthur was old, which I thought was kind of neat, and I knew Dev Patel was in it, and that was that was that was neat. And then I remember watching one of the first few trailers, or maybe the the first big trailer, and thinking, oh no, this is a horror film. Uh, and yes, as soon yeah. as I thought it was a horror film, I was like, am I going to, am I going to pull back on being like a unknown, like, am I going to pull back on being a super fan of this movie before it even comes out? And then I said, no, I doubled down. Um, Depatel's my cover photo on Twitter. <laughs> there were memes made. Uh, I, I spent that arduous year just thinking about when is Dev Patel going to be, um, a cute night on screen. And, uh, I'm happy I did. I'm happy I did. I, I like the film a lot. Um, it, it's just so complicated that, I mean, I watched it like two weeks ago, and I, I still can't really comprehend everything. Yeah, I, I also saw it two weeks ago, and I've been meaning to see it again, but also the state of things as they are now, as of August 11th, uh, 2021. Uh, I haven't left my house in like two days, so... <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, I don't leave my house yeah. at all, and um, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I make, maybe I try to make an effort this weekend if it's still playing to see it, like uh, on like an early Sunday show or something. But uh, I, I will say, like, I, I might time this episode out to re, uh, for it to release at the end of August because I think the rumor is the Green Knight hits VOD uh, end of August. So I, I, I'd be eager to watch that. There again. is a digital screening. Oh, is there? Yes. Um, yes. A twenty four just announced it. that. Ah, okay. So I might check that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's one I definitely need to see again. There's a lot of it that is stuck in my brain. I cannot get it out of my brain. Actually, some of these moments. Um, August eighteenth. Oh, there you go. So may- one night only, they say. Oh, I don't know if this will be out by then, but hey, if it is, there you go. I'll I'll, I'll repeat it again in the intro. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited that they're, they are pushing this and they are, um, I mean, uh, this is kind of a tangent, but like, I don't ever really think A24 really, some, sometimes they're good with like releasing a movie like this and saying, oh, it's like our blockbuster. Like we don't, we're not after any awards necessarily. Like we're just here to, you know, be cool and have this cool movie. And I'm like, yes, that, that, that's good too. Like it, not everything has to be like awards contenders. I don't even know what it, what its chances are now, this movie, because it's just so bizarre. It is just so weird, but it's so like amazingly made though. Like, you don't see it getting like costume, possibly some of those costume and yeah, makeup, costume and for makeup. sure. Yeah. I would think, but but even then, this just feels just so out of left field to me in my mind. You know, for those old crusty, mostly old and crusty Academy voters, but who knows? Yeah, even like those technical awards, I'm sure. I hope they're 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 in a running for. 
Um, no, I don't know. Suicide Squad's back. It might be when best costume and makeup again. Because <laughs> again, the, the, the original Suicide Squad, <laughs> yeah, it won that Oscar. Beat it beat out uh, Star Trek Beyond. <sighs> yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah, that's yeah, insane. yeah. Academy Award winning film. <laughs> Boy. Uh, so what else can we say? Or, I mean, what else? We just started. Uh, so I, I'm like Sarah. I didn't know, I didn't read the poem. I didn't know what was going to happen. And I didn't actually know the plot really until I saw a trailer, uh, like maybe a week before it came out. Like I was in a theater watching something else. They played this new trailer I hadn't seen and they go through the entire story of, of like what's happening. And I'm like, what? That's, that's what the Green Knight's about? <laughs> like a knight cuts off this tree dude's head and has to wait a year to fight him again and like that's 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 in wild and then i want to talk about this because i have a feeling at least one or both of you um are fans of like uh uh, why am i why am i uh forgetting what this is called the dungeons and dragons like role-playing types of games oh yeah. yeah 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 uh i am also very unfamiliar with that i never got into that stuff no one's ever invited me to oh. play D and D, but it feels like Sarah. I mean, it. this isn't a disc because I know a lot of great people who play D and D. But like, seems like you would have like, uh, you know, had, yeah. had your hand right? in it. But yeah, but no, no one's invited me. No, not a single person says, "Oh, Sarah, she'd be great at this." Not so, not one, <laughs> well, not one person. I've literally had people make D and D groups and not invite me. I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, oh no! <laughs> I just opened up something. It's just, it's just a wound that uh, was trying to heal there. I apologize. Yeah, sir. didn't didn't even realize. Oh no! For me though, D and D, I I played it once in high school uh, with a group that was not very focused on the role playing part of it. Um, very much just like ah, let's beat up skeletons for four hours, and it was not fun. Um, now now I am waiting on um a couple friends' uh, campaign to wrap up so that I can join in on the on the next one. But uh, yeah, one of the f- most interesting things I thought about this this whole uh, marketing campaign around this one this movie is that they released that role playing game that came out with it. That, like, no, they released it like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Remember when it got released? I guess it's because of COVID and all that. Yeah, that it, they released yeah. it, and we were just sitting here like, why are you releasing this? And you haven't even given us a release date for the movie. <laughs> I screamed. I was so mad. That was yeah, that that was a weird time. A lot of a lot of movies went through that where like, hey, here's the new Billie Eilish James Bond song. Oh, the movie's not gonna come out for another two years. Um, yeah, same thing with yeah. that Green Knight board game. Sarah, you 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 didn't buy that, did you? No, no. Again, I have no friends, so uh, it didn't seem like a good idea <laughs> to buy a role playing game. Would have been a waste. I apologize. I'm tra- trying to keep it to like one to two player games. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's let's veer this away from the sadness. Uh, <laughs> so how how did it work for you, Sarah, in terms of fantasy movies? And did, did have you mentioned how big of a fantasy movie fan you are? Like how how big of a uh, how, how big of an importance does that genre play for you? Name some fantasy movies, and I'll tell you if I like them or not. Because uh, that's the only way I'll know. How about Legend? Yeah, Legend um, with what's his name playing Giant Devil. Yeah, Tim Curry. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote a I wrote a paper on that one time. There you go. Um, Willow. <laughs> no. No. Um, <laughs> I'm blanking on some. Uh, that one, the uh, uh, Labyrinth. That's okay. 
<laughs> I, okay, I'm going to stop there. I think I know where this is going. <laughs> did you? Did either of y'all ever see, um, I think it's called Camelot, the like old like King Arthur movie? No, but now curiosity. I want to because people, people keep bringing it up. Yeah. What I want to say is, have y'all both seen Merlin 1998 Sam <laughs> Neill? Oh, I, I actually have seen that. That came on like NBC or ABC and... I, I watched that premiere uh, as as it was happening. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yes, my father videotaped them on. Uh, he like recorded them on VHS, um, so we had them. What well, you know when they were uh, showing. So I had those and I watched those a lot. And then I made the entire film cred. Anyone who would show up, watch it with me. Um, <laughs> around this time last year, and uh, yeah, I, I care very deeply for that. Um, all of that. I also need to watch *Mist of Avalon*, which is another like that time period. I think it's a mini series. I know it's based off of a book. It's on my to watch list. Uh, There's yeah. a lot. Excalibur movie. Uh, is that There's what it's a... called? Not Camelot. I think it's uh, maybe. I know what you're. I knew what you were saying though. Yeah, you knew what I was after. <laughs> I understood you. And then, uh, oh, what about the Clive Owen Arthur movie? Remember that? Oh, King Arthur. Yeah. Remember where they had uh, they had Keira right. Knightley dressed up yeah. as like a pagan? She had like some green makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Not at all. <laughs> Between, you know, amongst us three, you know, which is better? Clive Owen, King Arthur? Oh, wait, what about... What about Guy Ritchie, King Arthur? You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Oh, my well, gosh. That yeah. one I have an opinion on because I didn't like that one. And I remember it. I hate that movie. And Diego <laughs> brought it up on Waffle House. And it and he's like, it's the best. It's not the best, Diego. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> it looks like a terrible video game. It's the worst. By the way, did you say Waffle House? Diego's a Waffle House? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. keep it in, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I, yeah, I'm just going to... Hey, uh, Marcelo, the, the editor of the show, leave that part in. Okay. Leave it in. All right. Um, leave, us, leave us talking about if we should leave it in or not. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, I'm going to get back to the conversation. What's striking to me, uh, all those that we mentioned, they're mostly you know, family-oriented films, kind of. Some PG-13. That's true. Um, but this Excalibur's one... Excalibur's got some, got some stuff in it. Yeah, this some boobs? Is there boobs? Are there boobs? I think there is. I remember that my mom was very excited to show that movie to us whenever we were young. And then we started watching it and we were like, oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot happening here and Callie and and Aaron are very young. (laughs) Yeah, that was us with Super Troopers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) But no, I get what you're saying, Marcel. You're right. This is probably like the most adult darkest artsy take that we've had i mean like for some reason there has not been like a lot of of like this kind of mythology takes which hurts like we should have more of this yeah it's like ripe for art house slow sad bullshit (laughs) exactly And that's uh, that's kind of the uh, I was alluding to that's like a twenty fourth thing, kind of the slow moody bullshit. But they, but but hey, but they do slow moody bullshit really well. I love I love their slow moody bullshit. But this yeah. goes this goes beyond that because it does have moments where I'm like, what the fuck? But in like the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
consider this a, a mini spoiler section. I don't want to go into many details, but fast forward like 30 seconds if you don't want to hear. Let's say moments where there's semen, okay? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that moment, was a surprise. That was a surprise. Well, I actually had that spoiled. Uh, uh, th- th- that was spoiled uh, to me. That was spoiled, and we all know who spoiled it. Yeah, I, 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 yeah I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I know who we're talking about. I don't want to say their name, yeah. but I think, I think we know. Uh, I was like, I what? I told them that they spoiled it. I said it's cool. I'm kind of happy I knew, to be honest with you. I didn't know. I think I saw it before that, that spoiler hit or feeds and i was uh like i said saw it like first thing on a saturday morning and that's <laughs> happening and i'm like oh boy what a what a way to start today i love it <laughs> listen it was kind of hot i mean also, i mean it doesn't make any sense it still doesn't make any sense oh, but it was you don't, hot you don't you don't think so i i think okay I, yeah give me your theory here, here's my theory on that scene in particular and if you fast wait, forward wait 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 Wait, wait, what? Before you go. Yeah. Before you go on this, before you say, have you, after seeing this film, have you read about the poem or at least read the spark notes? Uh, <laughs> no, I've, I've not read either. You are so unqualified to be hosting this. <laughs> hey, I, hey. Okay, listen. I, I'm a fan of, uh, of of David Laurie and the Green Knight and Dev Patel, so I, I, I'm good. I've, 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 I've I passed the exam to be the host of this show. I just think your theory is going to be like fine, but I'm gonna have to tell you parts of the poem that you've not read to explain why it doesn't make okay. sense. Okay, Callie, you've read it, right? Oh, I mean, eons ago. Okay, but at least we have somebody who has, like, I think, more knowledge than I do about this thing. Um, so, so Callie can chime in too, Sarah, after I say this. But just mm-hmm. again, this is this is just me. Not according to not according to Sarah. I'm not qualified to have these opinions. You're not. But <laughs> my my opinion is along with that scene, along with like a lot of what uh, what the film is telling us about uh, Dev Patel's character, who is a wannabe knight. Um, this whole movie is about, you know, failed masculinity and where this, you know, masculinity gets us. Um, that scene when that happens, uh, and the one, somebody in that scene says, "Oh, you're no knight," right? And that, along with the ending, which I also don't want to spoil because it's amazing, kind of shows us, you know, how you know upper like upper class systems sort of like drain the humanity away from you know people who may not have the masculinity that they're looking for um so yeah uh, that's my i've been thinking about this a lot actually <laughs> so that's kind of my general take on the movie so it sort of also remind yeah. me of like a coen brothers movie where we're supposed to see these people these characters we're supposed to connect with them on some level but really they're just human like they they they, they have faults and uh, sometimes they do dumb things. Um, so I took that away from it too. So yeah, that kind of is my my whole th- uh, the, the theme of it. I'm I'm dragging through this whole movie. So that to me, Sarah is is my qualified or unqualified uh, take on this movie. I think- Why doesn't he give the other guy a hand job? <laughs> <laughs> An excellent question. Why? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I think I think okay. All, all he gets is a smooch, so and he had to take the smooch. And he and he, he didn't even the, get the yeah. kiss from Dev. Dev was supposed to give him a kiss. That I could have at least been like, okay, that makes sense. That's what the game said. But no, he Dev gets he gives a kiss on the cheek. He gets a hand job and he gets a magic belt back. 
He doesn't give anything to what's his name. Oh, what's his name? And he gets kissed. It, it makes no sense. And it, it's completely away from the poem. I, I would have been totally... I have no problem with them changing things from the poem. I'm cool with it because I never read it. But when you actually read like what happens in the poem and like how much time is spent with the Lord and Lady, it it's like a choice that was made for no reason, it feels like. I, I really want to hear... Uh, what's his name? David? David, like, talk about it and explain why. Because it just feels like nothingness for me. Oh, so what you're saying in the poem... Uh, Depatel's character spends more time with like those two, right? And it's what more implied that there's something going on between all of them. Um, it's it's more like it's multiple days where he gives the lady a kiss on the cheek, and it escalates to more kisses on the cheek, and each time he kisses the Lord when the Lord comes back from hunting. So the escalation is that he keeps on getting giving a kiss to the lady and giving a kiss to the Lord, up to I think three times. And then at a certain point, uh, the lady gives him the belt or something. She gives him, I think it's the belt. Callie, do you remember that part? Does he give him a, does she give him a belt? This is a part of the poem I don't remember very well, so I cannot. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, I'm going to keep speaking to it. Um, I read the Wikipedia, I know what I'm talking about. So, and, then, <laughs> and then he hides the belt because the lady tells him to hide the belt from the Lord. So he doesn't talk about the bell and that's when the game gets broken and everything goes to hell and he leaves uh, um i don't have complete details there but again <laughs> that that whole mechanism is like completely removed from this so i don't yeah. even know why they make the lord bring up the game to begin with if nothing happens with that he gets a book he doesn't give the lord a book he kisses her one time on the cheek doesn't kiss the the lord he gets a uh, gets hand a hand job. job and doesn't re- give the hand job back. Yeah, I feel yeah, like I it's a, cu- a cum shot just for a cum shot. You know what I mean? And that <laughs> seems rude. <laughs> well, uh, so- no, that was something I have to admit. You are right. I wondered about that too. Why bring up the game if nothing's coming of it? But in all fairness, I guess the theme of like Gowan not wanting to play by the rules of some game he is a part of and has agreed to is kind of a running thing. I mean, he doesn't even movie. really agree to it. So that kind of makes sense. Well, there's I that. Agree to that. Yeah. I think the masculinity part that you're talking about, Marcelo. Yeah. It depends on how you feel about a hand job. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, see, I, I, to me and my, so this perspective, I understand. So I, so that scene with like him and, um, uh, Alicia Vikander, right. Um, and we're already, we're, this is also spoiler, so fuck it. Um, like, I think, I think, yes, they, they bring up the game, but I think too, I think Callie, you just said like he, uh, uh, is not one to play the game and I see him ultimately losing this game, whatever it was, because he, according to uh, Vikander, he, he's not a knight. He failed. Like, I think he prematurely ejaculated. Right, like, what, where, where's the actual sex that was supposed to happen? Uh, it didn't happen because, hey, you're no knight, Dev Patel. You you came too early. Um, well, and whenever you talk, simplified. Of, <laughs> sorry, 
I was going to jump in and say, whenever you talked about masculinity, I think the other word, the masculinity is a very modern word for kind of what's being analyzed here. Whereas like the more, I guess, period appropriate word would be honor and the concept of honor. And, you know, which to be fair is very much tied in with the era's idea of masculinity because being a knight was like the peak thing a man could be, you know, at the time. Um, and that whole scene to me was very much a thing of like, you know, he is, he is having his like honor kind of challenge. Like she is, she is doing this thing, giving him this hand job out of like, I want to see how a knight will react to me, a married woman, like doing this to him. And he does not react appropriately. <laughs> and that's why oh, I it's think, like, I think that you have I no, completely agree. Cause you have no honor, honor. You're not a knight. Yeah. Yeah, everything about this is honor and what his perception of honor is and what women in the film perceive as honor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the contr- the power that comes with, like, kind of damaging or controlling a man's honor in that time period. No, I, I that's that's a great point, too. I do. I, I, I think we're on the same page. Listen, there's something going on there in that cum scene, okay? I know it. There's something else that I'm annoyed about in that cum scene. What's happening, Sarah? What's what? Is How it? the hell did she get the fucking belt? Where, yeah, they, yeah, they don't explain that at all. They just the belt gets taken, then it comes back again. Now I understand that there's a mechanism of things coming back to him again, which is kind of cool with the axe and stuff. But it doesn't. They don't explain any of it, and not even in a fun like myth, myth mythical Wait. like. He has to come back to him sort of way. There's something there, and I can't figure it out. Did it, but like the axe. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, didn't she say she made it? Uh, she made a new one, or, or yeah, but she's lying. She's no, lying, she right? Said she, okay, I'm. She I'm never gullible. explained. I'm it's a hundred percent his. I would say it's a hundred percent the one that his mother. Oh made. yeah. Oh yeah. I it would is. also say that she she's either lying or she does not know the truth, and. I think the idea that things that were taken from him keep coming back is kind of interesting and kind of like, I just don't, I can't speak to it because I don't quite understand it. I just wish the film did a little bit more to try to explain it. Uh, There's a lot of things like this within this film that the movie just does not explain. And I'm just like, okay, fine. Yeah, there's a difference between having a movie with, like, dreamy logic and then just taking giant leaps, you know? And yeah, that, there, I had that same is issue with that scene. logic in here, which I like. But then, then there's other parts where it's just like, yeah, we're not going to tell you why his mother did all this. We're not going to give her any purpose for that. There's things that you can allude to because of who she is, which that's another question I have for Marcella. Do you know who his mother is? Uh, a witch of some kind. I don't know who in, in particular exactly. Is, is, is this a famous witch? I'm not sure. Mother Callie, Morgan Le Fay? Yes, yes, yes. Because, yes. because it's Arthur's sister. So Well, in, other, in some versions, he has multiple sisters. Hmm. In some versions, he only has one sister, and it's not Morgan Le Fay. It's always different. Every single time it's different. Um, Morgan Le Fay is like one of my favorite mythical folks in the whole world. Uh, I had no idea Morgan Le Fay was going to be in this. She does not have a kid in any of the myths I ever got into. Um, but they mixed her character with other characters. So it almost makes Gowan, it almost makes him like kind of a Mordred character in a way, which is kind of weird too. Uh, Callie, do you know about Mordred? The name is really familiar, but I don't get it. <laughs> Growing up, when King Arthur dies, 
I anytime I read about King Arthur's like death, he was killed by his like incest son Mordred. Right. Okay. Uh, and that was a son that he had by accident with one of his sister half sisters, uh, which is not usually Morgan Le Fay. It's usually uh, her sister or something like that. Mm. Um. So it gets really complicated. They mix up. They mix characters together. I kind of like it. And if you know who that is, and you know that it's Morgan Le Fay, and you know that it's his sister, it kind of makes a little more sense why she would do something to push her son in a better position and to maybe get rid of King Arthur faster. But it, it's not explained very well at all. Um, I feel like Morgan Le Fay would have just did something to kill Arthur, not something to move a, her son to get killed. It was It's very confusing. There's definitely a lot of, I feel like, assumed knowledge of Arthurian legend in this yeah. movie, in the like, audience. And I'm like, are- David, I'm sorry, most of us have forgotten a lot of that <laughs> from our I childhood. even got out of it and I'm like, was that Morgan Le Fay? It's, <laughs> it, it's cool if it is. Like, I was excited. I was very excited, but I didn't know. And then Merlin, like, you're supposed to know that's Merlin. Wait. And it's hard. Oh, uh, here we go. Merlin's See? in this? Yeah, the old man with, like, runes on his face, right? Yeah, you know when the Green Knight comes in and King Arthur looks over at some old dude and he goes, and the scene goes all red and he's, like, staring at the camera? Okay. And he, like, nods at Arthur or something. Okay. Yeah, that's, 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 um, Merlin saying, uh, I can't do anything about this, but it's okay. Ah, okay, okay. He does some magics. But you're supposed to know all that, you know. And it's, <laughs> and it's I, hard. I had no idea. I don't know. It, it. I hate to even say this, but it almost seems like. Okay, I'm just gonna throw this out with like any general adaptation. Like me knowing as much as I knew going into Green Knight, absolutely nothing. Um, I understood it as like. I, I just made these connections, these leaps in my head about like who these people were and what's going on. I had no idea about. All these characters are naming Sarah and Kalads. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here, but I get it. I'm gonna roll with it. There's bunch, there's a bunch of witches and uh, big giant tree knights. Um, but then now talking to you about it, both both of you and like the story and like how he adapts it. Yeah, it's it, I I I do like it because. He just it, it felt like he just like oh he's like okay oh, with any adaptation you have to make changes like you can't keep things uh you know one one you have to combine characters you have to make the world eventually your own and i think he accomplishes that right uh, he makes the green knight something that's his and who's who's to say i don't know how successful this thing is but i wouldn't mind seeing more of these stories like told in this way either by lawyer or any other filmmaker you know make make a king arthur cinematic universe i don't care just do that it just why not do you want me to blow your mind real quick okay go yourself? ahead go ahead sarah yeah everything after he leaves camelot to when he gets at the lord and lady's house is not in the original poem Wow. Okay. Everything. I yeah. I had wondered that as I was watching it because, like I said, it's been a long time since I was familiar with this myth, and no I was giants. going, "There's so much. There's so much happening here, and it can't all be in the original poem." You know what I mean? No thieves. No Winifred. No, none of it. Yeah. See that. That's wild. See, I had no idea. So yeah, he. 
it's based on this thing, but um, also like how much of it really is from that poem versus like what he put in, you know, what, what originally uh, David Laurie put in. Um, and it, There's going to be a lot of, of pieces about this. And, like I'm already seeing people who are want to write about like the fact that Dev is not white. Neither is Morgan Lee Fay. There's something really cool there that I want to read from someone who is not white. And then also, I mean, there's an argument for like, why does this film end and make choices? Like almost like uh, he's making the choices in his own story. It's almost like taking a legend and being like, nah, I'm going to remix it based off of another choice that the hero might have wanted to make. Yeah. Yeah. uh It's really cool. There's, there's, and there's kind of like, it sets itself up to have like these remixes and these like change of heart decisions in the film. I mean, I already was talking about that with the scene where he uh, gets, gets bound by the thieves. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about, and I talked about this on Waffle Press, uh, about how you see one one like end outcome happen and then it it literally rewinds and you see another choice being made do you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah so and then i may, it might happen with the lord and lady what, what what we were just talking about of him making a decision not to play the game at all and then finally it with the end yeah, so what you're saying, sir, this is the sliding doors of medieval tales. <laughs> it's like, it's the choose your own, like, um, it's the choose your own, like, R.L. Stein adventure. <laughs> yeah. See, th- this would be the last thing we touch on, but the end itself, I love the end. Um, and, it, I mean, me being a dummy, not ha- again, not having remembered a lot of these King Arthur tales, um, I just, like, took it as, like, a reference to uh, Last Temptation of Christ, um, the, the way that film mm. ends um, mm. yeah. and, and I, I just thought it was I didn't feel deceived because maybe that's maybe what some people might might have felt like oh it's like this kind of like quote unquote twist ending but no I think it works for the story it tells and I wasn't I was like I was like kind of blown away by it by the end it's like oh that's the decision this movie makes uh, yeah so I, I liked the ending Kelly how did you feel about the ending I I found it a little jarring as it was happening. Um, but then, like, it was one of those endings that, like, on the drive home, you know, I was thinking about it, and I was like, wait, that's, like, a master stroke, like, at the end <laughs> of this thing to end it the way they do. Um, I really, I re- it is a ending that has grown on me the more time I have taken to think about it. Um, I think it's really, I think it's really brilliant in a really unique way. Um, and it's definitely a hell of a, a choice on Lowry's part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, when I was talking about it on uh, Diego's podcast with Gene, uh, they, it seemed like they were on the mindset that, uh, the ending is different than what I think. Um, and I had a kind of a conversation about that, but I, I, I completely agree that, uh, at first, it was jarring. I walked out of the theater, and my boyfriend asked me what I thought, and I got mad because I didn't want to think about it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. 
I got annoyed. I was annoyed. And then he was confused. Like, both of us were just sitting there like, we don't know. And then I got angry about the fact that I didn't have any feelings or thoughts about it because I couldn't comprehend it yet. The more that I thought about it, the more I like it. Um, I really like how it's so, like, interpreted by everybody completely differently, too. Um, yeah, there's like I said, I just think there's going to be such great writing about this that I think is really cool. It's, it's one of the first films that has come out in a long time where everyone's, like, has theories about it and wants to write about it. And there's so many different facets to write about. So, Yeah, it's interesting because, like, uh, I don't know if we... No, we, we have no time to get into it because... I like in my head, like I can only think of like my one interpretation of it, and I I do want to hear uh, Diego and Jean's interpretation of it. Maybe hey, this is a tease for that. Go listen to that, folks, after this, because I, I now I'm interested in what they said about this and this ending. Um, I don't, but to me, it just felt more clear. I do want to read. I guess my point is, I do need to read more people's interpretation of it, because in my head, it makes sense one way, and it's why I love it. But I'd love to hear other people's um, thoughts on it too. Um, okay, I think that's I think that's good. <laughs> that's a great host. <laughs> that's a great host uh, exit, right? Hey, that's pretty good. Um, pretty good stuff. It's good stuff, huh? Um, thank you. We're gonna say goodbye to Sarah. Uh, yes. Yes. So why don't we do your plugs right now, Sarah? Where can the people listening find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Sarah Sarantino. Just at Sarah Sorrentino. Try to spell it. You're going to find it. Uh, and uh, that's it. Um, <laughs> why, why that's you, it. That's all Why place. do you refuse to plug Film Cred? Why do you, on every show you do, why? why? Listen, Film Cred doesn't need me to plug it. <laughs> it's doing great. Follow Film Cred. Okay, thank you, Sarah. Um, and Cat Ka- And Callie and, and listeners listening, stick around, because we have another segment of this show where we're going to talk about, hey, another great movie, in my opinion, Annette. So we'll be back after this break. So, may we start? So may we start? I time to start. One, two, three, four! It's time to start My time to start They hope that it goes the way it's supposed to go There's fear in them all, but they can't let it show They're underprepared, but that may be enough The budget is large, but still, it's not enough So may we start back hey hope you enjoyed that break uh, i might put in uh, a snippet of the annette soundtrack in there why not um that would be great makes makes appropriate sense so callie uh hello again you're you're you have stuck around for the hello. second segment uh what we're gonna talk we're gonna be talking about i'm so excited i can't even talk about it uh, annette <laughs> uh the new film by yes. leo Corax. I don't know how to pronounce his name, so that's uh, closest I can come. 
And, you know, written by the Sparks Brothers. No, they're just called Sparks. Actually, I read... They're just, I just called Sparks. I just read a tweet. The male brothers. <laughs> I read a tweet earlier. They, they, they had a Q&A for Annette the other uh, night at, in, in L.A., and the person introducing them introduced them as the Sparks Brothers. It's like, no, wait, it's Sparks. Uh, it's Sparks Brothers yeah. is a documentary. So, yep. yes. But, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 similar to that story, um, I said early in the first segment, uh, when I said, hey, who wants to come on the podcast? Um, I, I'm very happy, Callie, that you chimed in and wanted to uh, be involved. Because um, I, yes. I, I do really want to hear your thoughts on this movie, Annette. On Annette, yeah. Um, because I was, as we were talking in the first segment, and I was like, wow, this is really actually kind of perfect because I, Sarah is to the Green Knight as I am to Annette, um, where, where we both had our actor that we, we stand um, <laughs> intensely, who is in the wildly uh artistic and bizarre uh movie <laughs> that has just come out that we're discussing on the pod so it's perfect it's a perfect parallel it's a hell of a double feature um yeah it is Annette and the green knight you know similar in some ways which i get into yeah um yeah. but uh, yeah uh, uh so uh where do we even start with Annette? oh how about this um what uh, i'll just ask you let's let's start from there let's start with adam driver let's start with your fascination with uh oh, the man and also this movie and your opinions on on your first time seeing it yes um well okay this is i mean this is like many a film twitter person this has been one of my most you know anticipated movies in for years, you know, ever since they started announcing the casting. Um, Holy Motors was something that I watched in college in our film club at Auburn, where I went. Um, and it was one of the most divisive movies we watched in my years <laughs> at <laughs> Auburn. Um, I just remember everybody sitting around watching it and certain sequences of it, just like you could watch the life kind of draining from everybody's faces. But then you would get to the on track where they had that unbelievable accordion scene. Um, and everybody was just like, ah, cinema. <laughs> like, um, so I was so excited at the concept. I had not, I am a very recent uh, Sparks convert. I started listening to Sparks because of all the news about this movie and everything like that and the Sparks documentary. Um, so I um, was really, really intrigued once I started listening to their music, what a musical from them was going to look like, what Adam Driver singing their music was going to look like um, and sound like. It's just... And <sighs> this movie is very disarming uh and i think it's designed to be so so uh, i would say during my first time watching it i was going i mean there's a lot that goes on in the first hour of this movie i would say like basically all the wild shit that you hear about in the press about this movie happens in the first like 45 minutes of this movie oh, yeah. um so it's definitely made to make you kind of like take a step back and go, okay, what the fuck is happening here? Holy shit. Um, but I think it's a movie that pays out great dividends if you stick with it to like, you know, what would be the intermission point, which I think is the storm scene. Um, 
the second act, if you will, is just like very, very rewarding and very, very interesting. Um, and yeah, so I saw it the first time and I spent the night uh, with a friend of mine and then I went, hey, you know what? I'll just see it on my way out of town back to where I live <laughs> uh, and saw it again the very next day in my uh, favorite movie theater um, that I've actually ever been in, my favorite little room in my in that movie theater. Um, and it was, it's just a really... I was about to say a really nice movie, but no, it's a lot. <laughs> it's it's yeah, a lot. It's a lot. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but I love this movie. I love how unabashedly weird it is. Um, and I mean, there are so many choices being made here. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm on board with every single one, but I, I really, really enjoy this movie and all the things that it's trying to say. And it's trying to say a lot in the time that it has. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It, it, and I'm glad I'm talking to you about it because I just watched this, uh, like two days ago and I haven't had time to like have those moments where I decompress after a movie and I either talk to somebody about it or I read more on it. Um, it's just kind of been living in my head just on its own and I'm processing it still. Rent free. Yeah. <laughs> Rent free. <laughs> And because um, I, I had a weird uh, uh, thing, um, kind of similar to Sarah and her story after seeing The Green Knight, where I saw it with a friend, like on Tuesday. Now it's Thursday. Um, it ended, and they were like, "Oh wow, that that felt like long. It felt like just and and like they were like, oh, I, I jokingly they were like, oh, I could have left like twenty minutes before it ended, and like because it just felt like it was dragging basically." <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I kind of know what you're saying. But then I kind of like held back my thought of like, but I liked that it was that long. I liked that it kind of dragged. Yeah. It had its own pace where it's not super fast. Like, there's no fast cutting. It's very leisurely heading towards its ending. And once it gets there, it just slams you like hammers to the I face. I was about to say the ending is, I can't imagine being like, oh, the last 20 minutes aren't really what like a big deal because the ending of this movie is unbelievable i think um the last line of this movie hit me like a ton of bricks the first time i watched it um it's the last two songs too are two of the best songs on the soundtrack um the penultimate song i think is called stepping back in time um and I find that one absolutely captivating because it is the whole movie. I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that a uh, good old Henry, Henry McHenry is uh, not a very sympathetic character. Um, yeah. He's an asshole and a monster. He is a monstrous character. Um, I've seen people on the internet who are fans of Adam Driver try to like excuse him and I'm like don't do this don't do this like especially because Adam I believe is giving a very selflessly like awful performance like he is playing this character as hateable as possible um but stepping back in time is this like moment where you know, literally in like the most, you know, the moment where his character is actually being held accountable for, th for things, he's basically saying, hold on, if I could go back in time, I would tell Anne how much I loved her. You know, like things like this that like make the character actually a human being, um, 
which is critical for that last scene um, and the impact that that has. Um, because, uh, well, I guess, spoiler alert, at the end, the ending is all about another character becoming a real human being. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, some would say literally. Um, yes. Uh, but it's... Um, to that point I was saying earlier, um, I walked out of it just kind of like, just, just aghast. It's like, oh wow, like I I went through something and thinking about it more now and listening to the soundtrack and I'll talk to you, Callie. It's like, um, well, first off, I want to say it starts somewhere where I didn't expect and it touches on things I also didn't expect this movie's going to touch on. Like, let's talk about, Mm -hmm. uh, Driver's character and who he plays. He plays a stand-up comedian. I didn't know that coming Yes. Um, <laughs> oh boy <laughs> oh boy <laughs> what a jarring thing to not know about <laughs> I know because <laughs> like from the trailer I knew as much uh, about the movie as, uh, as as somebody who's seen the trailer like that, 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 that uh, which is not much not that much. trailer is yeah. very vague yeah super vague um, but Henry McHenry Adam Driver's character plays a comedian um, and uh, his girlfriend fiance then wife um, is a, a famous soprano um, and they have this relationship and they have this kid, uh, Annette, this baby. Um, and I guess I'll mention this. This is also something I did not expect and the trailer didn't really show. Um, when they give birth to their daughter, Annette, it's, it's portrayed by a puppet, a marionette puppet. A puppet. Yeah. Which, super joy. Again, the, the level of, of, of moments were, the amount of moments I was jarred, several is my point. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, but okay, so you have all that going on, and then the music of Sparks lining uh, uh, this movie. Um, yeah. Which I'm I'm with you, uh, Callie. Uh, beginning of the year, I had no idea who Sparks were. No no point of reference really. I knew uh, like maybe one or two Sparks songs, but then after the documentary, um, and then leading up to this. I was like fully on board. I was like, yes, I love Sparks now. I, I, I listen yeah. to them all the time. Honestly, like now, n- now they're like on constant rotation uh, in my place. Yes, same. I, I have not been able to stop listening basically to Sparks since I started. <laughs> yeah, and they're amazing. And Annette comes out in a perfect moment for any like new Sparks fan because it's like, yes, like we're now like new. Like, we're inducted into this uh, fan base that's been around for decades, and now we're all excited for this movie. And it gave me exactly what I what I wanted from a Sparks mm-hmm. movie. Um, it was odd in a good way. It was poignant. The songs were yeah. great. Like I, I songs I, are unbelievable. Okay, uh, my I think my favorite and the one I've listened to the most is the opening song, which mm-hmm. I mean, watching this in a theater was amazing. First off. But having yeah. have, having it open that way, where the cast of characters and the, the director and Sparks themselves kind of sing this song about "Welcome to the show," like it's time to begin. Yeah. Ah, what a great way to start a movie. That it, uh, one of the things, and I mean, we hopefully by the time this comes out, my my review will be out. And one of the things I know I'm probably going to hit on a little bit, and it's like it establishes like a layer of artifice that is so critical to this movie working because you know this movie was advertised and spoken of as a movie musical and while yes that is true on paper i think it's much closer to but in theme in execution and everything it's much closer to an opera um 
it's down to, you know, the ghosts and puppetry and, you know, just over-the-top performances and obviously, like, half of the songs, if they're sung by Marion Cotillard's character, are operatic. Um, and it's just... It's the, that opening song, like I said, is just so critical. I find it, I found it so cool and so interesting. The second in like, you know, them walking through the streets in the beginning that somebody holds out the green jacket to Adam Driver and somebody else hands him his wig. And it's like, <laughs> that's the literally the transition into, all right, like we've been singing about, so may we start. We are actually starting now. Adam is changing. He is now Henry. We're all saying goodbye to Henry, you know, like, um, I just, I really, I ate that shit up. And having the layer of artifice and breaking the fourth wall, it doesn't really happen again throughout the movie until the very end. And it is really important that it is bookended by these moments of, uh, fourth wall breaks. Um, it's, I don't know, it's brilliant. It's, it's, I think it's genuinely, the more time I spend with this movie, the more I'm like, it is genuinely, I think, a really brilliant movie filled with really fascinating decisions. Yeah, I'm in a complete, I, I'm in complete agreement. And I'm with you on the operatic take on it, because it does ask of the audience um, a lot in terms of like, uh, yeah, let let go in of your, pre- your preconceptions of what a movie is first, movie musical second, and yeah, and just let's let's break through and like accept the fact that we are treating this character in the movie um, uh, who is being played by a puppet. Let's treat this as a real thing <laughs> on screen. Let's act like this is like, like like this is what we're doing, okay, audience? So either either you're with <laughs> you better us, get on board, get on board. <laughs> Well, and I mean, it's so good that Adam Driver is playing the lead um, because Adam Driver sells you like every scene on that puppet being a real human being, you know, like it's there's the little scene where he gives her uh, a gift um, just after uh, spoiler alert and has 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 passed. Um, and the puppet just kind of like bounces back and forth, all excited about the gift. And like, Adam is just like, Oh, what is it? You know? And you're just going, this actually feels like a dad interacting with his daughter, even though the daughter is made of wood and has these little bony joints. (laughs) Like (laughs) you can tell she's being puppeted in the crib, you know, like it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's one of these things where if, one part of this movie was off. You know, if Henry was played by a different actor who could not sell it, um, if the puppetry wasn't as excellent as it was, you know, any any of these things, if they weren't going at 100%, it would not work. Um, and I mean, I was seeing this, the friend I saw this movie with is not as much of a movie person as me. Um, <laughs> apparently, every time she goes to a movie with me, her mom is like, oh, God, what kind of weird shit is Callie making you watch this time? <laughs> um, you know, so she's not as into weird movies as I am. But even she, obviously, at the beginning was kind of like, um. But by the end, she was like, no, everything about this works. You know, and I don't even spend that much time watching weird French cinema like this. Like, But it, it works. It makes sense emotionally. Um it makes sense even like logically like what everything 
represents, you know, because the puppet is a very deliberate decision with the themes of the movie. And it makes perfect sense. Like halfway through, there's a moment where you go, oh, that's why it's a puppet. You know, like yeah. you understand. It's great. This movie is fucking great. Like, it's yeah. so good. It is. It is. And I can't wait to see it again. Uh, I again, kind of like the Green Knight. I might, I might venture out to see it in a theater, maybe. But I will also be. Uh, I think we'll all be lucky if we have Amazon Prime um, yes. to uh, be able to access this through Amazon Prime because it's about to pop on there pretty soon. Yeah. I think August. 20th. However, though, if you can see this in a theater, yeah, this is the kind of movie theatrical experiences are are made for. Yeah. If you know, if if it's safe, if you feel all right about going to a theater yes, yes. during this time, yes, I, I it's, I, I'm being reminded lately of like how important seeing a, a movie in a theater is, and having seen stuff like you know Green Knight and now Annette in a theater, it's like yes, this is this is why I go out like uh, to experience something. I'm telling you, like, um, one of my favorite sequences in the film is that uh, boat sequence is like when like these waves are mm. crashing and you see the artifice behind them you see it's not yes. real waves but the the scope because but the the boat they're on which is like it looks fake but it still looks so it looks like a huge production especially on the big screen you see the artifice yeah. there but it's still like epic in scope and that moment is powerful the song is powerful I can't imagine me having uh, felt that way I did seeing it like at home. I could have maybe replicated, yeah. replicated it close to that, but seeing that moment like on the big screen, oh, yeah, blew me away. It's like, oh yeah, this is why I go to theater. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, if you do, if it, it, everybody who's listening, if and when you watch this at home, turn it up as loud as you can without like getting in trouble, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and like watch it on as big of a screen as you can turn off the lights like this is this is a movie to get like completely submersed in um it's i mean <sighs> I, I just like don't even know what to even say like there are so many moments that are like i mean really truly deeply uncomfortable too that like but because you're so immersed in it in the theater like it's perfect. You know, like the whole concept, we briefly mentioned that Adam Driver plays a stand up comedian, but he is like a stand up comedian who's out to offend, you know, yeah. like and out to annoy and alienate uh, his audience. Um, and I remember seeing letterbox reviews that called him evil Bo Burnham. And that is definitely <laughs> the vibe. Like, let's be honest. Um, especially when everybody freaked out so much about him, like eating pussy in the middle of a song. But like, honestly, the moment for me is the fact that Adam driver has a rap break in this movie. Like, <laughs> um, that's the moment that most shocked me and left me with my like hand on my mouth. Like what's happening here? Um, I got to the, did you see that there's a post post credits, mid credits scene in this movie? Marcella? Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Do I even, do I dare ask? And I mean, what, 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 <laughs> it's not, what it? it's, it's, it's basically like, you know, the bookend version of so may we start. It's oh. like the whole cast and crew, uh, kind of walking through a, a park together with like paper lanterns at night, like singing a, like basically thank you for seeing the movie. Oh. Tell your friends about the movie kind of song together. Oh my God. No, I completely missed that. Oh my God. Yeah. 
And that it's it's actually really great because it kind of like dissolves the tension of the last scene. Because man, that last scene, my theater, we okay. all sat there shocked for like two minutes. You <laughs> you may have sold me because like I've been kind of teetering on like where how great I I eventually think this movie will be for me. I think you may have mm-hmm. helped uh, me push it towards Yay! being really great because like I to your point okay that opening song i love it because it just felt very much like i said before like here's the movie like we hope you enjoy it um and then the end happens and it's it hits me so hard <laughs> like and me and my friend were processing it and that's when like they were saying oh it's like it was maybe too long and like and then but then the, but then they also said like that last song was incredible that's the best song of the movie and then it mm-hmm. ends and it tears your heart out and I, I'm like, okay, now what do I do with my life? I walked out of the theater yeah. in like, it just, just in you know, uh, the abyss hovering over me. But <laughs> now that I know that there's that song at the end, like you said, that kind of like ties back to the, the, the intro, I'm like, okay, yeah. that's perfect. Because that's what I needed. That's that, that, yeah. end, that end song is what I need after that experience. Um, so I can't wait to see it again now. Just, just to experience yeah. that. Yeah, no, it's it's like a really great thing. But the, the reason I brought it up was because at the end I saw that like you know each uh, each little bit has its own title and credit at the end with like all the songs listed, and that little rap break was called the Zygomatic Rap, and I was just like, of course, it's called that the most pretentious possible title I've ever heard in my life. Um, but it's, I don't know, there's just so much interesting stuff going on in this movie and I can't wait to, it is a movie I just can't wait to keep rewatching and finding new stuff to kind of look at and analyze and talk about in it. Yeah. Um, one of the last things I want to touch on is like, we, yeah, we, uh, we keep hovering around Adam Driver cause he is like, he is the, the lead. He is the one we're most yes. focused on. Uh, although uh, Marion Cotillard mm-hmm. is beautiful, she's a presence. She's uh, she's amazing in the movie too. She does a lot with a little. Exactly. That that's yeah, that's kind of what I'm veering towards. It's like yes, I kind of would have yeah. liked to see more of her, but w- with 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 what she has, uh, she does the most. Um, but I again, I didn't expect. Okay, the comedian thing. I also didn't expect how this is very a very direct uh, um, kind of attack on that on that like. <laughs> sort of man who has that that underlying um, layer of anger and Mm -hmm. it comes to a head obviously because of his problems with alcohol um jealousy and and yeah and then again i can't talk about this movie without talking about that end i was worried about how the film would end and like whether he'd be let off the hook in in some way Mm-hmm. And that's what, oh he is not yeah I was, I was gonna say it, it it hit me particularly hard because like it does not it does not give him what he needs and I'm like okay mm-hmm. maybe another movie would have handled it differently but the way they did it here it's like that's to me that's perfect with the story they told it's like yes like why give him an out like yeah. <laughs> let him go through the ringer because we don't see this often enough with with yeah. these sort of characters so. It's yeah. it's what he deserves. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they do give you the like I said, the stepping back in time song where you have to realize that yeah, he is a person who deeply regrets the things that he has done and everything, but he did them. And he needs to, you know, be held accountable for the fact that he did these things. Um 
And one of the, this is a full on spoiler at this point that I'm going to say. So please skip ahead if you want to kind of miss this point. But there's a moment in that excellent, excellent finale song where Annette sings to him, um, now you have nothing to love. And she sings it to him in the tune that um, earlier, the earlier song was, we love each other so much. So she gives him this moment of like a a full, like thematic musical, like accountability of, and this full circle of like, you have nothing to love. I am giving up on you. You are not allowed to love me. I'm leaving, you know, like I am. And she leaves the like monkey behind, you know, in that scene, Um, which is obviously the like stuffed animal version of him throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's an incredibly, like you said, like harrowing, heartbreaking ending because the brilliance of course of Adam Driver is that he gives this character just enough humanity that you do feel for him, even though he is objectively the worst, (laughs) you know, like, um, Adam, which also boy, brief moment for the fact that this is one of Adam driver's finest performances. Like, Yeah. Unbelievably great. The physicality of this performance is off the fucking charts. It's un- I like there are multiple moments that I just had my jaw like hanging open just like watching like the scene where he acts out tickling Anne on stage. <laughs> I was just like shocked at what I was seeing cuz I was like this is unbelievably incredible physical acting, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um it's it's incredible. He's he's phenomenal. This should be an Oscar play for him. I don't know if it will be. Yeah. But you know, it's it, too weird. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of goes back to my thoughts on Green Knight and the Oscars. It's like yeah, maybe. The, although this is uh, it did win the best director award at, at, at the Cannes Film Festival this year. So mm-hmm. as that mm-hmm. going for it, I can see it maybe going for some uh, a best original song nomination. Um, Definitely. For Sparks. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, the out of all of that, the number one for me, my wish would be Driver to be nominated because I think, yeah, um, he gives one of his best performances. That's saying a lot because he's done some amazing work. Um, but yeah, those moments that you pointed out and that ending, God, it's, yeah, I was like, yeah, he, he is one of the finest working working actors today yeah uh, there's, there's no delaying that now really if he had any yeah. if he had any doubt before watch this movie and you'd be like yeah no no way yeah he's he's amazing yeah. <laughs> he's unbelievable i mean i mean like i have always made my you know my online persona is very much like haha thirsty on main for adam driver <laughs> <laughs> but like i cannot express how much admiration i have for this guy's like craft you know like yeah i think he's attractive and everything but like as an actor he's just so unbelievably good yeah um and i mean you know you got to be good whenever like you know martin scorsese calls you like the best of your generation so you know <laughs> then you're gonna be like just, damn like i live up to that oh man yeah <laughs> then then driver does uh, every single he time. Does. he does i mean he's incapable of not it's also worth mentioning that this is his like first movie he produced like a lot oh. of his star wars clout and money went into this movie directly <laughs> that's that's incredible I, I i love that um and, and the fact that um sparks have been if 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 anybody hasn't seen the sparks uh, brothers documentary i highly suggest it it made me a fan yes. of sparks um 
but no, knowing uh, uh, watching that movie knowing their history with like projects that could have been um they were going to make a musical with i forget who was it was it tati jacques tati yeah, yeah. um that fell through um, Tim Burton at one point was going to make uh, a, a, a movie of theirs that didn't pan out, um, and now finally we have this. And uh, I guess uh, since we're wrapping up, uh, the, uh, I guess we should talk more a bit about the music because like, I love the music. It's very much Sparks. Any any it's, fan yeah, of Sparks amazing. will be like, uh, I wonder because like, I know Jacob DeNoble is like the biggest Sparks fan I know. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to talk to him eventually about Annette and Sparks um, because yeah, it, it, it to me is like a, a a a novice in the world of Sparks. Like those songs, like it just felt so much like Sparks. It's like yes, it's, it has their voice, yeah. it has their sense of humor from the beginning to the end. It's them, so I'm I'm very happy about that. It's. It is the perfect cross-section, truly, of, like, Sparks and opera, you know? Like, yeah. what they're trying to do. Especially the songs that are uh, Anne's, Anne's character. Um, I, I It's the only, like, opera-sounding songs that I, like, enjoy and are on my Spotify playlists, you know? Like, <laughs> I listen to that, like, forest aria song all the time because it's gorgeous and it sparks at the same time. It's wild. Um, boy, those 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 male brothers—they are so talented. Um, and uh, I, I don't know if you got tickets for the Sparks tour, but I sure did. And boy, am I excited after seeing Annette. <laughs> I I did see that that was happening. Um, I don't think they're coming to Austin, which is a shame. I was about to say, I don't think they're coming to your area, no. if uh, I remember correctly. I, that, that, yeah, I, I was very keen on going to that, but I have to figure out where I could go to see them uh, somewhere <laughs> near me. Where you would have to travel. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, do I have to travel for Sparks? I mean, I would, I just don't know where. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I get you. Again, it's, it's, it's the year of Sparks. I'm so happy. So happy for them. It is, it is. Um, yeah, well, there's Annette. Again, it'll be on Amazon Prime. Uh, here in the next few weeks, but it's also in theaters. Check it out. One of the best of the year, if you ask me. I'm sure Callie would say the same. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I think it just beat out Bo Burnham's Inside for my number one of the oh, year wow. so far. <laughs> and that's saying a lot for those who don't know. Uh, is read yes. read Callie's piece on Inside on TalkFilmSociety.com. Um, for me, it's like it's it's in my it's in my top ten, and it is like it's it's not. I don't think it's gonna move. I think if anything, with more viewings, it'll move up higher on my on my list. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, Annette, go see it. Um, support the arts. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> it is also an Amazon movie. I mean, I, th- I think they'll be. Oh uh, yeah, that is the problem. I remember seeing that logo at the beginning, and each time just going, "Oh no, uh, well, <laughs> oh no." Th- this is the world we live in. Like, I love seeing movies like this made. Period, and seeing them in theaters is great. But yeah, Amazon movie. That's where we are. Um, yeah. Regardless, support support Am Driver, Marlon Cotillard, Sparks, Leo Carax. Uh, support them. Even Simon Helberg, Simon Helberg who is yeah. dope in this movie. <laughs> really good. I, I really liked his performance in this. Oh, God. I had only ever seen him as good old Wallowitz on Big Big Bang yeah. Theory in my parents' house. So like, <laughs> yeah, it, he's really good. I don't think I've seen him in anything other than Big Bang Theory. So when I saw him on screen, I'm like, wait, who's he from? I go, oh, that's right, it's that guy. Yeah, but no, he's good. He's good. Yeah, um, he's yeah, great. There you go, Annette. Uh, Callie, thank you 
for being on both these segments, talking Green Ant and the Net. Uh, before uh-huh. we go, uh-huh. plugs. Where can people listening find you online? I am online. I am on Twitter at uh, CallieSmith92. Uh, I believe that's also like my Instagram and my Letterboxd. Uh, on Twitter, though, of course, my name right now says Annette Fan Account because <laughs> uh, we we stand a legend in this house. Uh, so anyway, uh, and then also, uh, hopefully soon, um, there will start being like new season two, if you will, uh, episodes of my Star Wars pod, uh, Igniting the Spark. And we will dive into some of those spinoff movies and our um, everybody's favorite, uh, The Mandalorian. So check that out on tfs yes whenever that starts coming out happening soon. it's on me folks i'm editing those episodes they'll be out <laughs> soon enough i promise um thank you again callie um oh, yes. i said my plugs at the beginning of this show um but but do all that oh i keep forgetting to do uh, put these in the intros um i've recently been doing very well at tiktok so follow me on tiktok i don't know why people <laughs> all i post on there now are like behind the scenes clips and, and clips from commentary tracks on movies and i get like ten thousand views on these on these bad boys i don't know what's happening but follow me on tiktok i was about to say people eat that shit up <laughs> i know it's like, I, I had no idea until now and the, one of the last ones i put uh, i posted up went to like seventy thousand. so that's insane um TikTok is a wild place. Uh, but that's it. Do that. Just do that one thing for me, folks. Follow me on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Kelly. And as always, the thing I say at the end of every show, hey, uh, see you at the movies. No, I never say that. All right, bye.